0: My name is Shivani. I'm Miranda. We are far from normal. Um, Thank you for coming to this episode of our business series. Yes, Um, I think it's part six. Yeah, no, we are getting, we are very far into this um, series and we're so Mm -hmm. excited to keep going with it. Um, Today, we wanted to invite a guest to speak on investments, portfolios and Mm -hmm. growing your wealth. And I thought of the perfect person to ask and his name is Dr. Prakash Madhuli, also known as my dad. So yeah, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: (laughs) Sure, sure. Thank you for inviting me. You know, uh, I was not sure. I'm going to do this one because you're my daughter. So (laughs) about myself, you know, I'm a financial advisor and I've been doing this for the last five years and I love educating people, helping people to save money for their retirement, for college education, wedding, whatever. How do you, you know, grow your money, protect your money? I do that for all the families and business owners.
2: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So what did you do before you were a financial advisor? How did you get into this profession and why did you want to do it?
1: Quickly, a little background know. I I originally came from India, right? I have engineering background and I studied actually engineering. I went to Columbia University, I did my PhD. I worked for actually Caterpillar. Uh, It's a big company, if you're pretty familiar with it, they're out of Chicago right now, headquarters. So I did work for almost 18 years, and uh, I always had interest in finance. I used to study on my own, you know, from the school time, right? Look at, you know, stock market, bond market, you know, know, how the investment works. I was almost studying for, you know, for 20, 30 years, you know, and I took, you know, interest, you know, I started like five years back. The more I learned about it, I started liking it. I kind of gradually moved away from corporate job to become finance advisor.
0: Mm, yeah. that's awesome yeah so um
2: uh, would well, you have any questions <laughs> sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> did you say you worked in corporate finance at one point or have you always worked in personal finance uh,
1: no I didn't work for corporate finance okay. I worked uh, you know regular job I started with uh did a supply chain I did marketing product support then managing a group so more on the management track uh not in finance okay not in finance so when I talk finance, I'm talking personal finance, right? Okay. Uh, just to clarify, when, when it's a finance for the company, it's different than finance for personal, right? Yeah. So when it's a finance for a company, you're growing their business, not your own personal money, right? Okay. So I, what I did was the personal finance. Okay. Yeah.
0: So why do you think people and families would need a financial advisor? And um, why is it important?
1: Yeah, many reasons, uh, for the same reason it would go to your doctor, right? Because if you look at the doctors, you know, they spend almost seven to eight years understanding basic, going to practical, you know, a lot of training happens, right? A lot of nuances. So many times in the finance industry, same thing, there are a lot of complex area, you know, talking about rules, regulation, investment, how it works. To understand the entire field, it takes years, just like any, any other field, Right? So when you go to finance advisor, you know, there's no all these nuances, all the details, which typically you will not be able to figure out, you know, when you're doing on your own. So it's always helps to consult advisor, friends advisor. If it's a simple thing, maybe not, but if you're thinking about putting together your future plan, which is going to happen, you know, over 20 or 30 years, it's good to have a plan, right? It's a blueprint. So always it makes sense to have an advisor. They're just saying, actually, uh, over long term, if you somebody's consulting advisor, they typically come out two to 3% more return compared to if you do on your own. Okay. So buying, going to your advisor, staying still the fee, you know, still you come out ahead, right? So I give a good analogy like, you know, if you want to, you know, train yourself, you know, physical fitness. Okay. If you do it yourself versus going to your personal trainer, which is more chance of successful? Yeah, the the trainer. <laughs> yeah, you have more chance, right? You're more likely you'll do it the more correct way, structured way. Don't do any mistakes, you know, and you more likely to come out successful, right? Versus you're doing it on your own. First don't have motivation, right? So mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. can you like generally give us like introduction to the different kinds of tools that you use for like? personal investment for those of us who don't have any experience
1: yeah definitely i'll be glad to so typically let me explain the the how the planning works so typically you know when the planning we start from something called goals right you start from the goals what are your goals first of all okay when i say goals goals could be many things right so goals hey i'm saving for my retirement okay which is means could be when you're age 60, 65. Other goals could be I'm saving for vacation. I'm saving for my kids' education. I'm saving for buying insurance or saving for a house, right? These are various goals. That goals varies from people to people, okay? Mm -hmm. we start from there first, okay? For every goal has a different uh, investment strategy, right? Let's say you're saving for vacation, which won't take in three years, versus saving for uh, get, getting education, uh, going to retirement, right? Two different goals, right? So your investment would be totally different, strategy would be different. One would be aggressive, one would be less conservative. So that's how we start from, okay? Then once you decide what are your goals, then get you into know, details as to what investment vehicle. The more details. We want to save tax now, tax later. So I don't know how much detail I want to go into, but I just want to explain the overall thought process first. Yeah. All start From the goals. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I learned most of this just because you've taught me and I've learned through different um, classes and books and things like that. And learning about personal finance is super um, important and a lot of, not a lot of people really understand it or take time mm-hmm. to really understand it. So it's very much, needed <laughs> very much. Yeah, but a good example
1: would be on that tone uh, topic. Uh, you know, how, how saving early, okay, makes a big difference, right? There's actually some numbers, it kind of blows your mind. Somebody started saving, let's say, age 25 versus somebody starting at age 35, 10 years delay makes uh, hundreds of thousands of difference money. Mm-hmm, right. Okay. Starting early, right. starting early in the power of compounding. It's a huge difference.
0: Mm-hmm. I mentioned in a previous episode how um, I thought I was trying to talk about like the concept of like the time value of money and like how like maybe a cent now is not going to be worth the same in the future. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned something like that you're going to want to aim above what you think you need just because of inflation and the economy changing. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, you're correct. Because there's a time value of money, right? Right. Uh, so whatever the dollar today, what buys you today, won't buy the same 10 years down the road because all the price goes up, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a, you know, if you look at typically, you know, food price, for example, right? Especially, you know, food price has gone up significantly, right? Mm-hmm. So which means if you're investing your money, you're to know, make sure that your money is growing at least the inflation rate, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that you keep up with the purchasing power, Otherwise, your same hundred dollars will not buy you buy the same amount of product and service after ten years down the road, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if you are investing, you're make sure that you are making money at least with inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sure typically should target more, you know, but at least at uh, the inflation, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. you're correct, yeah. So, so is that time, how you you know,
0: approach like retirement planning? Would you um, like look at the inflation rate and help people plan? to make sure they're
1: like above that Absolutely so what we do actually because people cannot think of what the money would be twenty down the road so what i ask okay tell me if you retire today okay in the current dollar don't worry about what will be in when you are 65 okay tell me in current dollar per month how much do you need you can retire okay that's okay i need 5000 a month to retire comfortably so i take that number okay i'll inflate myself Okay, saying that, okay, you said 5,000, by age 65, it'll say, okay, that 5,000 equivalent to 12,000 a month when you're 65. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that means you have to grow your money, right? So there's a tool which does that automatically for you, or you can use a calculator. If you're pretty good in math, you know, you can use a factor of let's say inflation going at 3%, right, mm-hmm. so you can take 5,000, Apply three percent every year for next twenty years will tell you what is that number should be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we always ask people to think in terms of current dollar because very difficult people to think what would be mm-hmm. twenty years down the road. So easy to see. Okay, tell me the current dollar. Yeah. The tools take care of the rest. Does Did it make sense? COVID
2: mess up that inflation like predictions that people had?
1: I'm sorry, it, it
2: Harder. Does COVID make it harder for you guys to understand the inflation like predictions and where it should be going?
1: Uh, I mean, short term, yeah, it's harder, but long term, you look at the long-term inflation. So in the US, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty stable and low. It's about 2%, 2 to 2.5%. Yeah, because the pandemic has gone up because of the different dynamics, right? Uh it's a short term, uh, but long, you still get long term, right? Because all plans are long term. Short-term, it hurts, right? Right now, for example, because of the pandemic, food price has gone up significantly, and house's price has gone up significantly, so which means it's not affordable. Your your income hasn't gone up, but the house price has gone up because of other dynamics. Yeah, short-term, it's difficult to predict, but long-term, it's been stable. You can use typically 2 to 3% assumption to calculate, yeah. Hmm.
0: So we were talking about like different types of like retirement vehicles. Um, there's like the 401k, the IRA, IRA, mm-hmm. and the Roth, um, Roth IRA. What are the differences and how do you decide um, like what, which, which, yeah, which mm-hmm. one to use?
1: Yeah, so they're different vehicles. So there are different ways to look at the same thing. So one way to look at it actually from tax perspective,
3: mm-hmm. okay?
1: So when I say tax, what investment do I do which will give me tax break now? Okay, other investment, I don't pay tax in future. Okay, so tax now and tax in future. So you have to look at it from that angle. So 401k is the typical retirement account provided by the companies. Like if you guys work for a company, uh, uh, they'll have 401k plan. It's just a code, You know, 401k is a code, IRS code, which allows to basically get a tax break. Okay, so let's say you're making $100,000. You say, I'm going to put away... $10,000 401k plan, okay? Which reduce your income to 90,000. Mm-hmm. You wanna pay tax based on 90,000, not 100,000. Gives you a tax break now, okay? Which is a good thing because you want to keep more money in your pocket, right? So that's one. If you want to invest in tax-free, it's called Roth IRA, okay? So 401k is like you get tax break now, Roth IRA, when you put money after paying the tax, in future, you don't pay. You don't pay tax. So typically diversify. Okay. So you talked about IRA. IRA very similar to 401k, but you you you, you do open on your own. It's not company sponsored. 401k typically sponsored through company if you are working for somebody. But there are a lot of nuances, but I'll keep it there. You know. But under those buckets, you can invest into stock, bonds. You know just as labels, 401k is a label, IR is a label. Okay, Mm -hmm. under that, you can invest into different vehicles.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. I kind of just thought that they were just like accumulating money. I didn't realize that you would go into specific things within it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, one of our other questions was like was just on like um different investment vehicles like stocks and bonds and mutual funds and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. Do you suggest that we start learning about that at a specific time when we're at a specific financial condition, or do you think it's like never too early to start messing with that?
1: No, it's good. I think it's good to learn early because having that knowledge actually helps you start things early.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: actually, I just listened to one of the. Uh, there was a seminar, the high school kids, three high school kids, they wrote a whole book on financial literacy. I was kind of amazed, you know, the sounds of detail. So that day, they're like 15, 16, 17 and old, they're learning so much, okay? But having that knowledge, it empowers you to you know, take action,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: If, if, I exact, if I knew the power of compounding, okay? It'll, it'll compel you to start early right? So that is a value proposition. And also when you're young, you have time, right? When you become, you know, let's get into job, you married, you have your kids, you get busy. You don't have time to learn about it, right? The sooner is, it's better always. Yes, definitely.
0: Hmm. So just for people who like, don't know, like what generally what stocks and bonds are, like, how would you describe that?
1: Well, it's a, let's say stock, right? What is stock basically? when you buy a, let's say Apple stock, okay, which is, I don't know how much running right now, $120 something, when you buy one stock, you have have an ownership in the company, Mm -hmm. right? You're owning a piece of the company, Mm -hmm. right? That's what it is, simple as that. You're basically, you you think that the company is good, they'll do well, you are basically saying, hey, I'm going to own a piece of the company, okay? That's all it is, okay? Mm -hmm. If the stock market goes up then your value goes up, right? As simple as that. It's ownership into a company. So when it's a mutual fund, mutual fund is just another label. They can say mutual fund X, Y, Z. Under that, you may have a hundreds of stock, okay? So when you buy a mutual fund, one, then you automatically buy hundreds of stock within that. You don't have to do research to find which stock. Every mutual fund has an objective. Okay, is a mutual fund for growth? Is it for value? you know, there are different objectives of the mutual fund. So advantage of that, that you're not doing research those hundred companies, somebody is doing that for you. Okay, when you buy one mutual fund, you buy multiple companies. Well, concept is the same here, owning a ownership in a company. Mm -hmm.
0: And then bonds are um,
3: governmental. Mm -hmm. And then
1: private
3: Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. bond could be government, could be also the companies also, Mm -hmm. right? company also issue bonds, okay? Mm -hmm. So the reason they issue bonds because they need money also. It's a company can raise money either through issuing bonds or issuing stocks, two mechanisms. They maintain, depending on strategy, they decide how much to issue through bonds, how many through stock, right? So bonds are willing to give you interest, right? So you should say, hey, I want to buy a bond from company X or Apple, let's say, right? You give your money, they give you interest in return, mm-hmm. right? It's not guaranteed, but based on historically, you'll know, okay, they're giving you 3 to 5%, right? Mm-hmm. Government is the same way. Government issues a bond, it's much more safer, right? Government, it's a lot safer, okay? Mm-hmm. So yeah, bonds could be issued by uh, government, federal government or state government or the companies
2: yeah bonds are the one where they have like a few years right where like you maturity days yeah Yeah. okay uh, yeah (laughs) go ahead
1: that again bonds Bonds are
2: the ones where you have like a few years on it right before you get the money back
1: Uh, yeah so there is uh, there is a duration for it uh, or you can keep rolling it yeah there are different kind of bonds typically we'll say it's a short-term bond or a long-term bond so there's a duration it's called time it could be uh, less than a year could be five years, could be ten years. Yeah, it varies, and depending on that, the interest rate also changes. Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: Okay. So um, I know, like we talked about a little bit about like your like just your profession as a financial advisor. Is there um, what are the main differences from going from working corporate and now like doing your business individually? Like, do you have more freedom and like, how is that? Like, what does a a work week look like for you?
1: Okay. Yeah. So that's a good question because that's kind of ties back to what I was telling, you know, work for corporate job, right? Corporate job setting is different than what I'm doing right now. Completely different. (laughs) And uh, so I had a choice also to become advisor for a big company, right? Let's say fidelity. It's a good, then I become employee right? It's just like as good as working for a corporation, right? So I did not want to be employee of any company. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to basically be completely independent. So that's the major difference, okay? So there's a pros and cons of that approach. Let's talk about the, uh, you know, first the negative side of it or the con side of it, right? Since I'm independent, then I have, the, my income is not stable. It varies, mm-hmm. right? It varies. There's not a paycheck coming up like a job, right? So that is a big negative, I would say. So you should feel very comfortable about that, okay? So that is the risk I took because with not knowing every month what my income would be, okay? That is one. On the positive side, I would say are more positive than negative. That's why I decided to be independent. One positive side, you're on your own boss, right? Absolutely, you're not reporting to anybody. You decide when to work, where to work, how long you work? Okay, complete freedom, right? Uh, I can be on vacation, still working or not working. I make that call. So it brings a lot of freedom. That's a huge difference uh, in that. Okay. The other one, long term. The reason I like it because all my effort I'm putting in, I'm building that book of business, right? I own that piece of business, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So if I stop working, for example, let's say I am managing $50 million over next 10 years. That generous income for me. If I stop working, it's still generous income for me. Okay. It's called passive income. So think about it. If I work for a company, if I say I'm going to stop working, will that keep paying me? Probably not, right? But I'm building my book of business, all my effort. It has a passive income later on. So that is very empowering.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I was just going to ask you about like expanding on like passive versus active income and like the importance of having several streams to make sure that you're set for
1: retirement. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Awesome. That is actually,
1: that's that's true for not for financial industry. It's true for any business, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Think of any business. So let's take example. Some people own McDonald franchise, right? So if they own a McDonald franchise, okay, that generates passive income, right? If you own a McDonald franchise, of course you need money to mm-hmm. buy the franchise, but let's say you had money, you, 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 you own that franchise, you hired manager, hire all the people working for the franchise, that generates passive income, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can stop working, right? Meaning that it's a passive income in a sense, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you are a Five McDonald in different part of the U.S., okay, that generate passive income because you're not directly involved anymore. You're simply managing. Maybe you hire a manager to manage it. So that is example passive income. It's always to have something generate passive income. So that really creates true financial freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Active income means you're directly involved. You if you stop working, money stops. Mm -hmm. So what is a good example of? Active income would be in your your mind.
0: Active income, like you're working a corporate job. Yeah, like, like working, working at Chick Fil A or Kohl's.
1: you know. Correct. So if you're working for somebody, that's active income. If you stop working, then it stops, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I always say, if you if you, I would recommend, yeah, go to do, do a job, but same time constantly think about what are the different things I should be working on, which gives you passive income, right? Again, like an example, a lot of people use investment as a passive income. There are investment vehicles in put in. If you do it properly, it generate passive income every month, also, right? Mm-hmm. Finance instruments. It could be, could be through business, could be finance instruments, owning a franchise. There are many ways you can create passive income, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What steps would you recommend taking to, like, a student or like a new? Bi- college grad if they want to work as like their own boss in the future like you do? Like what steps would they have to take? What they
1: have to do or what field or what you...
2: Just how, like how, what's the path look like to get to a position where you can actually be your own boss? Um, Within a certain industry or like within financial? Within the finance industry, sure. Financial services.
1: Well, the key ingredient actually, what I do, it's you need to be self-driven you have to kind of drive that kind of mindset. You know, uh, I mean, there are some guidelines, but it's, there's nobody can teach, you know, determination, right? You know, mindset. So people who are open to those skills, uh, it'll be successful, right? Because there are many opportunity, right? Financial, non-financial, right? So it's a key thing is that they should be understanding the importance of passive income, okay? That's understanding has to be there first then you have to have that mindset that, hey, I need to work on something, to create passive income, right? So start from there. Okay, if you have that kind of mindset, kind of determination, then you'll be successful in any in industry. In finance industry, I take people. I, I can develop people, okay? So many people come, get excited. A lot of people drop out, okay? The reason they drop out, they find it difficult because I give example like, you know, how many people do you think say in January one I want to lose twenty pounds? You know they say that, right? Mm-hmm. Then you probably January if you go a lot of people show up in the gym, all the running, right? But how many people do you think they continue long term? Not many. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. It's because it's 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 driven by your own own you know uh, desire to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. First comes the understanding. They have to understand that I need to have passive income, right? And the way it works for me, give example. I had to first self-reflect as to explain why I need a passive income, what benefit does it bring for me. Mm-hmm. That has to be reflected internally. Okay, that has to come from inside. When it comes from inside, it becomes very very strong because it doesn't really matter what kind of obstacle you come because you are so convinced internally. Okay. It keeps you driving essentially. Mm -hmm. So that that I would put a lot of weight is on that. There are, of course, there is playbook, guideline, a lot of documentation that is there, but I said those are knowledge, but knowledge doesn't really conviction. Conviction has to come from inside. Mm -hmm. That's what I went through, frankly.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I just realized I forgot to ask you, um, because you deal with a lot of insurance as well. What do you, what is the importance of insurance and um, yeah, why do you encourage families to look into
3: that?
1: I'm glad you asked that question. So actually I, I entered the finance industry, had an interest in investment, that was my, you know, I like investment stock, bonds, you know, then I, then I studied insurance, right? I learned more about the insurance. And it's it's a I realized that it's one of the one of the foundational tools needed for every family. Okay, so let's talk about what is insurance. Okay, and I would say insurance is nothing about people helping other people. Right. So let's give me an example. Miranda, your street, some family had some difficult situations. Maybe in someone's family, somebody passed away. And let's say they don't have money. Okay. So typically people. Jump in to help them, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They come to help, whatever way, either food, money, or driving around, whatever. Okay. So insurance, nothing. Basically, it's a pool of money people put in. Okay, and somebody needs it, the money comes from the pool. Okay. So let's talk a example insurance. The different kind of insurance. Let's talk a life insurance is a good example, right? I think you guys understand auto insurance very well. Why do you need auto insurance? Why do you need health health insurance? Let's talk about life insurance okay. So life insurance is about something on you know like in a family let somebody passes away. okay He's the main breadwinner okay that's the person is to make hundred thousand a year and that person has two and a wife and two children. okay. So what happens if somebody pass away? that person pass away, okay? It create a lot of difficulty situation, right? So typically we say if you don't have enough asset, if you haven't built enough asset, starting the job or starting a family, you haven't enough saved enough, right? So life insurance need the most, okay? So let's say you're 65, you already have million dollars sitting on. Do you need life insurance? Probably not, right? Because you are enough asset already. So insurance is protection against Having less asset, if something happens, it protects your family, right? It's very very important.
0: Good, well, that makes sense. Yeah, and there's like also just like, um, I mean, I was learning about insurance because I was starting to understand the same things that you were um, teaching. But um, just like the emotional aspect, having insurance mm-hmm. can take a take care of like setting up funerals, so you don't have to think about that, and like you can take time to um, just really grieve over your family members or friends or whoever is involved and um it really just has a a way of planning everything out for you so then you don't have to worry about that sort of thing so i think that's also super important um to think about yeah, so
1: think about the family what they go through right have a mm-hmm. person who passes away it creates a lot of burden for the family right mm-hmm. and uh, we, people are working so hard to take care of the family right so mm-hmm. if the person is not there you know it creates a lot of difficulty lot of difficulty for them and also for society in general also, right? I mean, you wouldn't feel comfortable with somebody close to you, it's impacted, right? You feel stressed, you feel like you have to you know, help them, you know, it mm-hmm. it help, it kind of stresses you emotionally all financially, it impacts so many people, right? Mm-hmm. So having, buying insurance, that risk get distributed across millions of people, right? Mm-hmm. So when I buy insurance, give an example, I'm, I have insurance, right? I pay let's say hundred bucks every month, okay? That goes to a pool, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody's dying, let's say, it goes for that pool. So people like me putting them in that pool, hundred bucks, hundred bucks, mm-hmm. hundred bucks. So insurance company having that pool, right? Not everyone is dying one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> if somebody passes away, it comes from the pool. That's insurance. So people helping other people.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's basically managed by the insurance company, right? Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. So I say, when you buy insurance, we are helping somebody. Right, mm-hmm. and you might get help in future. If mm-hmm. nothing happens, just great. But if it happens to you, you get help in the same pool. So it's help people helping other people.
0: Yeah, I never, Does it make sense?
1: Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, did you? Okay. Um, yeah. So I had another question. Um, just about like. Um, with technology evolving and artificial intelligence taking over, how do you um, see your career and your profession in the future? Do you see AI maybe taking over your profession? Do you think um, Do you think there's a way, there's like a need for you to still- a Human element. Yeah, a human element for this profession. Do you think that's very important or do you think AI could take over everything? Mm-hmm.
1: Good question. I think that applies to all the industry, not financial industry. Uh, it's happening across, right? So so short answer, uh, it's not gonna impact in my lifespan. It might be another 100, 200 years impacts. So so what's happening is a lot of things they, they, they call low hanging fruits, right? A lot of automation happening already. Again, finance industry is also true, for example, when it comes to investment, right? I don't select what are the typical stock I need to pick to create a portfolio, so that has been automated. For example, I don't spend time, which is good. Okay, mm-hmm. because that takes time. That time I don't spend time on. Okay, so if I'm not spending that time on that, then where do I spend my time on? Then, back to the human element, right? So my I spend my time building a relationship, educating people, explaining, you know, what is important for their family. You can really focus on advising, consulting, okay, mm-hmm. as opposed to spending time on how to create a portfolio, because that frees up time to do high value ad, ad work,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? That's one. Second thing, it's the field is very complex. I don't see the AI is going to automate a lot of complex thing. It might take years, but human elements will be still there, okay? Because I don't think we're there yet to really, really you know understand the human, you know, for example, how do you understand, uh, you know, uh, you know, the human behavior, for example, is AI can understand what well, human behavior, we're not there yet. They can automate things, but I don't think can really build relationship with the human being, yet. right? You still have human being has to be involved, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are a lot of automation, which is good, which frees up my time. I focus on actually getting, serving more family, right? If I'm able to serve only five, I can serve 50, right? Because I'm not spending on time, which is kind of mundane, you know, practical, right? So I can reach out to more family. So it's all good, I think, because technology helps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, I give example of phone, okay? Is it take, is, is it help you or hurt you? Because you're able to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, depending how I use it for sure. Yeah, right. makes sense um we're coming to the final minutes of our episode so um i guess we have one final question um but yeah in your opinion uh, from the perspective of, of a financial advisor how do you think we could improve the economy with everything that's happening right now and how can we uh find a sense of calm and stableness
1: uh you are in terms of the pandemic you're saying or, or in yeah, general? yeah
0: what can we do to make sure that we um are secure i guess can we do anything to like um Per, not prevent, but like uh, just feel a sense of security and unstable and, and uncertain times.
1: Yeah. So if you look at it, historically, there always been uncertain times, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is no different, you know, this is another, I would say, just like another, you know, events of blip, you know, in the whole grand scheme of human evolution, right? Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that human beings are always find a way to do things differently, right? Example, pandemic, as you can see, you know, we could not work together, but actually business done very well for the business because they're able to work remotely, mm-hmm. example, right? A lot of innovation happening in that pace, okay? And because of pandemic also, this challenge everybody to think differently, right? That, for example, some of the companies are announcing they would do 100% uh, actually remote, okay? Mm-hmm. It has actually positive impact, okay? for the company. So think about a company, there are two benefits actually helping the economy in a sense, in that segment. So think about if you're running a company, you don't have to have a building. You have to rent anymore. That's a saving for the company, right? Mm -hmm. And also they found that because the the people are working remotely, it improved their productivity. Okay, just think about now, they used to go to work, know, get up in the morning, go to work, drive maybe hour, you know, then come back hour. People spend one to three hours commuting, okay? And get stressed out. So that time is available to work. So they found that people are actually putting more hours working from home compared to going to, uh, you know, uh, go to work, right? So actually helping the economy, okay? That in the pandemic. But in general, you can help the economy by improving productivity. The biggest driver of economic growth is improve productivity. What, what do you mean by that? If you can do the same thing in less time, what happens? You have free time able to do something more, okay? Which creates new product, new services mm-hmm. for the economy. So productivity is the biggest driver for economic growth. Okay, mm-hmm. that is one. The second, when you're going to finance, when you save money, you're actually helping grow your economy. How's that?
2: Saving money,
0: helping grow the economy.
2: Maybe if you invest it in, like put it in the bank or stock or like oh, when you yeah. save money, you can invest it into something else that helps the economy.
1: Any saving helps, right? Whether it's a bank or in stock and bond, any saving helps the economy because when you put that money, that money goes to work for the economy, right? They're not sitting on the side, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, even if you put in the money in the bank, bank is loaning out for business, buying a house, or that drives economy activity. Mm -hmm. So when you're saving also, it helps drive economy. So that's kind of two prompt to the answer, you know, pandemic and in general, what you can do to improve economy.
0: Well, that was, that was a great answer. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. This was, I learned a lot and yeah. oh got a great refresher of things that I probably should have known earlier, but, um, mm-hmm. um, this was, this is really nice. And, um, yeah, to our audience, if you guys have any questions, comments, or answer, uh, answers, answers. <laughs> concerns. <laughs> questions, concerns, um, please reach out and maybe we can have, um, my dad back to answer some of those if, if we need an extra episode or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm very grateful to have you, have someone in my mm-hmm. family to awesome. teach me about finance and make sure I'm secure in my future. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're <laughs> and, welcome. Um, yeah, this was. This you guys
1: awesome. are doing a great job. I listen to some of them <laughs> when I drive. I listen to them. You, you guys are doing a fantastic job. Keep doing it. You know, spread yeah. the word. You know, you know, education always helps. So fantastic job again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, to our audience. We will leave all the links in the description. If you want to um, reach out to my dad, Dr. Prakash Maduli, I will end up put the LinkedIn in the description mm-hmm. and anything else. And we will have a email at far, um, at far, far from normal podcast, <laughs> 2020 at gmail.com. You, you can get. send in any questions, comments, or concerns. Mm-hmm. We also have an Instagram at far from normal podcast, a Google survey in the Instagram. So you can also send in any questions anonymously. We also have a Twitter mm-hmm. and it's podcast far, I believe. Correct. Yes. So you can can also connect with us on there and yes, like, and subscribe on YouTube and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) Bye.